Welcome to the show of Five Shot FM. I'm AJ. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly and Atlanta United drew NYCFC at the kids playpen 1-1. I'm of course talking about Yankee Stadium where unfortunately we still have not won a regular season match. But in this match it proved uh, to be a little bit costly. Uh, we will find out the extent of what that means later in the episode, but uh, as well, there were some very questionable calls from the ref and VAR, and it is definitely something that we will talk about. But LA United, they went down to 10 men in this match, and it was a contentious one, a gritty one, and something that's... I think at the very least, uh, yeah, we were able to get a result in a place that has been a shop of horrors. So, uh, yes, the uh, the match, at least uh, in terms of the 11, it started off with the same starting 11 as last week that beat the New York Red Bulls 1-0. Uh, Caleb Wiley at left back. Derek Etienne at left wing, and Andrew Gutman, he made the bench after his adductor injury sidelined him for uh, that match, but good uh, to see that he was able to get back into the squad and train this past week, but uh, yeah, the uh, that first half, oi, uh, I mean, in terms of the action, started early. Uh, there was a free kick outside the box in the first few minutes of the match. Uh, and Tiago Mata, uh, he didn't have to uh, put too much on his free kick to uh, give LA United a chance on goal. Uh, yeah, he drove a ball into the box and Miles Robinson got his head on it. But unfortunately, it flew over the crossbar. But uh, yes, also in that first half, whoo. Very uh, scary moments. Uh, there was a collision in the box with an NYCFC uh, attacker, and uh, he collided with uh, Brad Guzan. And uh, Juanjo Parata was also in the area, uh, trying to sweep up the uh, the ball. But uh, yeah, Guzan able to pick up the ball, but the collision knee to knee. He screamed immediately. Uh, and pretty much uh, was uh, motioning to the uh, the sideline and pounded the uh, the ground and uh, yeah he had to be you know tended to by uh, our trainers but uh, yeah it uh, definitely scary moments but he was able to stand back up remained in the game and uh, yeah it was. Uh, you know, he did have a couple saves and, uh, yeah, definitely kept us in the match. Uh, but, oi, you know, definitely scary moments and we will find out, uh, you know, further uh, kind of uh, the injury to Guzan. But uh, Derek Etienne, uh, ooh, unlucky not to be a scorer because he was very busy in the first half. He, uh, yeah, looked to 
score the first goal of the match in uh, the 22nd minutes, but there was an offside call. Uh, that also, yeah, I'm not sure if they drew a line or not. Uh, they don't draw lines apparently in MLS, but yeah, very, very uh, tough there for Etienne. He, uh, yeah, probably will gain the confidence from scoring that goal but uh of course it doesn't count but uh yeah that uh that sequence was at least a, a ball over the top uh and uh it was uh laid off to almada and the uh the woke up winner he controlled the ball in traffic took a shot that required a block from uh luis barraza and etienne finished the rebound but the goal was called back to uh yeah, Etienne being offside earlier in the play. But, uh, yeah, there were some other uh, looks from Yakumakis uh, in the first half. Uh, in the 12th minute, Almada had another uh, free kick from another similar spot. Uh, and Yakumakis, he slid, but he kind of redirected the ball away from goal. And, uh, yeah, that... Uh, uh, that ball was cleared away, but uh, yes, the uh, as well in the 30th minute, uh, Brooks Lennon he chased down an ambitious through ball from Almada, and Lennon he crossed it from the end line, but the the ball was behind him, and Yakumakis' uh, run, uh, yeah, it didn't quite go into his run. It's one of those uh, balls that uh, I think you know you want to see Brooks Lennon just get better at uh, he's got the pace to get to the byline and uh, if he's able to hit that ball to the near post I think Yakumakis would have had a tap in and so uh, you know instead of those uh, those long crosses that he's well known for I think one of these would have been yeah I mean I think we rue this chance for sure we had some chances to uh, really changed the game state in this, but uh, yeah, you know, you have uh, as well NYCFC uh, having some shots where, uh, yeah, it required Guzan to dive uh, in the 33rd minutes, uh, and yeah, I mean, it is, uh, yeah, a, a first half that uh, there was at least another chance that uh, Amar Sadic, he made an uh, impressive diving header to get a uh, ball on goal. But uh, yes, the uh, their keeper, Baranza, uh, yeah, made a quick little reflex save. And uh, that could have been Sadic's first of the season. But yeah, basically that first half, scoreless. And the second half, absolutely bananas. I mean, just, uh, you know, you have a red card, of course, uh, which we'll get to, but also 10 minutes of stoppage time. Now, there was another match <laughs> that uh, was not this match, but there was uh, another match over the weekend that was 21 minutes of stoppage time. So, yeah, just a... A really long uh, weekend of uh, stoppage time for a, a lot of games. But uh, in terms of this uh, this red card play, I mean, so it's a 50-50 ball in midfield. And 
Franco Barra is going for it, as well as NYCFC's James Sands. And, uh, yeah, Sands, he gets the ball first. Uh, just just gets the ball. Barra, he studs down. Uh, yes, makes fairly high contact uh, in the kind of shin, ankle area on Sands. Um, but initially, the call from the center ref was that it was a yellow card on Sands, but instead VAR intervenes, has the ref look at the play, and he calls it uh, pretty much that, uh, yeah, you know, once you have him looking at the replay, uh, you know, you knew that Franco Abara probably was in trouble, and uh, Abara he gets a red, but not before uh, Mateo Sosetu gets the red instead. It was a case of make mistaken identity, but uh, yeah, he was standing on the sidelines and he had this incredulous look on his face because he hadn't even gone into the match yet. But uh, yeah, the center ref, I think it just exemplifies how much of a mare he had that he didn't even know which player he was red carding. But uh, yeah, I can forgive it just a little bit because Franco Obara, he was on the sidelines after he had uh, been down for some time, receiving some treatment. But uh, yeah, really ridiculous. And uh, a turn of events that basically got us down to 10 men. And uh, yeah, 62nd minutes, majority of that second half. But yeah, we showed a lot of heart. I mean, we were able to... Uh, yeah, open that scoring. Uh, we were, yeah, still pinning them into their half. And we got a corner. Tiago Mata, he uh, was able to knock it around and uh, open up some space. He dribbled towards the box. He stood the ball up to the back stick. And, uh, yes, who was waiting there? But, of course, Yorgos Yakomakis who uh, finished it off with a flying header off the crossbar and, yes, uh, gave us the lead in the 70th minute. But, uh, yes, it was the Greeks' third goal of the season. He's now scored in his first three MLS starts. Really, really fantastic from the Greek striker. But, uh, yes, uh, as well... Though the lead did not last long. Two minutes later, NYCFC, uh, they are able to uh, level it where there was this uh, really, uh, really good take from Pereira. He uh, lets the ball come across him and uh, essentially right outside the box, he is able to strike it with a plum past a diving Guzan into the top left corner. It's well struck. I mean, just full credit. Full credit on a really good strike from the NYC FC midfielder. But uh, yeah, so it's 1-1 in the 72nd minute. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's squeaky bum time. We uh, have to stave off uh, quite a bit of an attack. But uh, yeah, the 10 minutes as well. I mean, it's just... It's tough goings, but we were able to escape with a point. Uh, and of course, it kind of—it's a weird one. You, you feel like we maybe could have gotten more from this match uh, before the red card, but 
after that red card, it was pretty much survival mode uh, in terms of, you know, getting that lead. Uh, maybe going after a, a second goal was uh, not really in the cards. And, uh, yeah, ultimately, we, uh, we uh, kind of uh, got beat in that second half a little bit, uh, you know, kind of near the end. But I think it was gritty. We did what we needed to do to get a result on the road. And I think it's a good point, ultimately. Uh, I mean, we... Uh, we probably had the better of the chances uh, in the first half. I mean, our XG was 1.9. Their XG was 1.16. Uh, but ultimately, we share the points, and I think it's a fair result. What say you? Let us know in the comments below. But yeah, uh, LA United will play uh, at BMO Field against Toronto FC over the weekend and we will have that preview for you later on in this episode but uh yes let's get into the news and the uh standings the table looks like LA United in third New England Revolution in second and FC Cincy who are still undefeated in first and uh yeah of other ones to note in terms of teams Orlando City in eighth and uh, yeah, NYCFC, who we drew, are in seventh. But uh, yeah, so you know we uh, we are looking pretty decent at least uh, to start the season. Fourteen points already from seven matches at a clip of about two per match. But uh, yeah, you know we uh, our uh, our goal difference. Uh, yeah, maybe not the best after the uh, the loss to Columbus, but. Uh, yeah, you know, a, uh, a pretty decent uh, kind of placing in the table at the moment. But let's get to the big news of this week. Unfortunately, Brad Guzan, he tore an MCL in that collision. And he's expected to miss an estimated 10 to 12 weeks. And yeah, it's, uh, it's tough, man. Obviously, he... Just came back from the Achilles injury and, uh, yeah, didn't look to really miss too much of a beat. He's, you know, looked like his old self. But, uh, yeah, that 18th minute uh, when Gabe Siegel, uh, yeah, you know, pretty much collided with him there. Uh, man, it's uh, it's tough and, you know, it will be a next man up scenario. But, uh yeah, Amar Sadish, he was talking about that incident. He said, quote, I thought he was just taking his time getting up, but then he was down for a couple minutes longer than I expected. That's when I thought, oh, something did happen. But at halftime, he seemed fine. He was amped up, ready to go. But uh, yes, it is going to be uh, Quentin Westberg or Clement Jopp, uh, who will be the uh, understudies here. Who will be uh, taking over uh, for the next 10 to 12 weeks for Guzan? So we will uh, we will see uh, who will be the starting keeper, but uh, it will be quite interesting. So, uh, but Sadich he did say uh, Q is ready, Jop is ready. This is an opportunity for them to help the team, just as it is for any player coming off the bench or even an academy player. It's that next man up mentality. That's the way to approach it. So, yeah, 
tough, tough news for Atlanta United fans and for Brad Guzan. Hoping he can recover quickly. But uh, some good news. Caleb Wiley, he makes the U.S. men's national team, the senior men's national team, for the first time. Congrats to the homegrown and the Atlanta native. And uh, yes, he will uh, head to uh, the national team for the All-State Continental Classico. Uh, They will be playing Mexico on April 19th. And uh, yeah, Wiley, he was he's not expected to miss any LA United matches, which is fantastic. But also, Wiley, he's been having a good week. He was at the combine, the uh, basketball combine with Derek Etienne Jr. and also Johnny Fortune. And this man was getting buckets. He was shooting threes, looking silky with the ball uh, as well, dribbling and... Uh, shooting, uh, you know, shooting threes in motion. I mean, yeah, you can see that uh, he's got some skills, man. Like, he can, he's a baller. He's just a straight-up baller no matter what game he's playing. And uh, I think it's one of those, like, how do you grow up in Atlanta uh, playing sports without playing basketball? It's uh, it's definitely one of those. Like, he, uh, he looked quite good. But uh, also a good... A uh, bit of news for some Premier League fans as well. Uh, there will be quite a number of teams that are coming to uh, the Benz to play some friendlies, but Brentford uh, will be playing Brighton at the Benz as well as Newcastle United and Chelsea. So it will be a homecoming of sorts. Uh, Miggy. Almiron will be uh, playing, hopefully, at the Benz. And Darren Eels as well will be making probably an appearance. So a homecoming for both of those legends of Atlanta United. And no doubt, I'm sure Darren Eels had a part to play in making this happen. But uh, yeah, it is July 26th. It's a Wednesday. And, yeah, it will be great to see Miguel Miron uh, light up the bends for a second uh, go-around, of course, though not in Atlanta United colors. And the last bit of news, Atlanta United 2 fell to NYCFC 2 Sunday night, 2-0 at Belson Stadium. And uh, Vicente Reyes, the goalkeeper, he recorded an individual season high of five saves. LNI 2, they return to action next Sunday, April 16th, when they host Orlando City B at 5th Third Bank Stadium. But that does it for the news. Let's get to the match preview. And LNI will be playing Toronto FC at BMO Field in Toronto. Toronto are ninth in the Eastern Conference. They've got one win, five draws, and one loss. And their last match, they drew nil-nil to Nashville SC. So, yeah, it's a team that's, uh, you know, we played earlier in the season at the Benz, of course. And, yes, uh, you know, we, of course, beat them. But uh, we also, yes, uh, they were missing some key players, uh, you know, as well as uh, the very notable Lorenzo Insigne. But uh, Federico Bernardeschi, he, of course, was uh, a thorn in our side a little bit. But 
Uh, yeah, they still are not a very deep team here. Uh, their key departures from last season, Domenico Crescito and Alex Bono, but uh, and uh, as well as uh, stalwart Chris Mavinga. But uh, they, of course, added Sean Johnson in the offseason, and, you know, he stood on his head a little bit uh, against us in the last match. But uh, as well, Matt Hedges and Sigurd Rosted, he... Uh, both of those players have both joined Toronto FC. But, yeah, the uh, the pundits, they are a little torn with, uh, with this squad. They are unsure. They have them finishing as low as 13th and as high as 3rd. So, it will be very interesting to see just really where uh, they finish at the end of the season. I mean, Bob Bradley has them playing... Uh, Pretty inconsistently, I would say. I mean, they're consistent in draws, but uh, yeah, to be able to drag them into uh, a playoff spot will be some sort of task, probably. Uh, they finished 13th in the East last season and, of course, did not qualify. So, uh, yeah, a squad that's a little bit imperfect for sure. But uh, on to LA United for this match. Uh, we have, of course, Anzi. Ozzy Alonso unavailable. Uh, we also got Franco Abara serving that red card suspension. And yes, Brad Guzan also missing due to the torn MCL. So that gets us to our predicted starting 11. And yeah, it's not as easy. Who's going to be between the sticks? Uh, is it going to be Quentin Westberg? Is it going to be Clement Jopp? I think it's going to be Quentin Westberg who's been making the bench. So I would assume he is the man to uh, to beat. But uh, the good thing is both of the, the both of the players are uh, very experienced in this league. But uh, yeah, Westberg between the six for me. Uh, Lennon, Robinson, Purata, Wiley make the back line. And coming in for Ibarra, I think, is Santiago Sosa. Um, you know, of course, uh, Mateo Sosetu uh, has played there a little bit in the past. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, Santiago Sosa is the more natural player that uh, will be playing the defensive midfield. But uh, uh, Marcetic, I think, keeps his place. I don't think we want to change up too much. Uh, although, we will see how Sosa and Sadic play together. Uh, they have played in the past, of course, but uh, at least in this iteration, we shall see how that chemistry is uh, going to play out. But uh, Luis Araujo and Derek Etienne Jr. on the wings for me. Thiago Almada in that 10 role and Yorgos Yakomakis up top. And uh, yeah, that gets us to our score prediction. I think, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. I think we... Uh, we will concede some. They'll concede some. I think it'll be a back and forth match. It won't be as easy as it was. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a little bit of a change. Two players out of that 11. We'll have to see how the team gels with the absence of those uh, players that were performing for us. So uh, I think it's 2-2. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But that almost does it for the entire show, except for the question of the day. 
And the question of the day is, how worried are you about Guzan for the team? Uh, yeah, that absence for the team, what's what's your worry? I mean, is it going to be a, a big impact? Will Westberg or Jupp or somebody else uh, be able to uh, you know provide that cover for us until Guzan returns? We'll find out, but uh, let us know in the comments what you think. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.